Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, Fan Sighted, Daily DDT. My man, how you doing? Doing great, brother. How about you? Doing good, man. Can't complain. Uh, we on the road to the Elimination Chamber this weekend. Uh, obviously, on the road to WrestleMania up in SoFi, LA next month. Um, we got a few matches on the card so far, but before we get to that, you can follow Graham on Twitter at WrestleRant. Again, great work for both Bleacher Report and Fan Sighted Daily DDT. Check out the work. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on TikTok at 2 out of 3 Falls Pod. Um, we are here, Graham, Chamber this week. Uh, we, we've seen this Chamber match at a pay-per-view for, for quite some time now, but I think now it could be a little interesting because the matches on the card uh, will dictate who will be at WrestleMania for the women's side, for the men's side. Uh, without further ado, let's get right to it. We have, uh, as made official as of last night, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar in a singles match, a, a match that I thought would have been taking place at WrestleMania, but it will be at the Chamber uh, what do you make of this match so far? I think it will still take place at WrestleMania. I feel like this is just a placeholder match to get us to WrestleMania for a stipulation match. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. I thought the contract signing last night on Raw was very well done. Lashley won the first match. Lesnar won the second one. Lashley laid him out after that second match. They're tied one win apiece. I'm thinking we get a non-finish in this match. It's not as if it's the main event. They can close this match with a, a double DQ or a no contest or a count out or whatever. And it's okay because it's not the main event. Um, and also, you have to remember the X factor of the potential Hurt Business reunion, which they've been teasing a lot lately. MVP was seen backstage and in, in the back, you know, in the background of a segment backstage, uh, talking to Cedric and Shelton, who helped win a tag team match last week. Omos is probably going to be a part of whatever this reunion is because he's already aligned with MVP. Bobby and MVP haven't completely you know, shut each other out. So that's also a factor as well. Um, yeah, I think the Hurt Business are going to get involved and maybe lay out Brock Lesnar. Bobby stands tall to set the stage for a WrestleMania rematch. Probably a no DQ match. A fight pit would be cool, but I don't know if you can have the fight pit set up um, in the WrestleMania arena and then like bring it down. We also just got one a couple of months ago with Rollins and Riddle at Extreme Rules. So I'm okay if they don't rush into it, but that would be pretty sick given their MMA history. But, um, yeah, I think, honestly, in this match, I'm not going to pick. If I had to pick a winner, I would probably say Bobby. I'm going to say Bobby wins. But my, the, my realistic prediction here is that it ends in a no contest and neither guy wins. They set up another match at WrestleMania. So, if it's not a fight pit at Mania, uh, what other stipulation you think could be in play for Bobby and Brock if there's like a DQ non-finish over here? I mean, it's probably just the the lazy route of what we've gotten at WrestleMania. Street Either, fight, no holds bar. Yeah, well, which is all the same thing, of course. <laughs> yeah, street fight, no holds bar, no disqualification, or falls count anywhere, which is a little bit different because at least you can fight anywhere in the arena. No DQ, street fight, whatever. You can only win in the ring, and that's pretty basic shit. So mm-hmm. um, I just hope it's better than the no holds barred match we got with Brock at Mania and Dean Ambrose back at 32 many years ago. Oh, yeah. That wasn't great, but... um. Yeah, so I'm thinking we get some sort of match like that in Mania. I mean, I would have Bobby win, but if Brock wins, Bobby's looks strong enough to me where it's it's okay if he loses. But uh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed the feud so far. I'm glad they've actually given us a full feud from these two after kind of rushing it into the Royal Rumble last year. And they've really revisited it, which is great to see. So uh, I, right. I've been a fan of what they've done so far. So like, I don't I don't want to rush into WrestleMania, but when it's all said and done, 
if they lock up at Mania, who you think is, I would think Bobby would be the one to go over. Right? I don't think Brock needs a, a W, right? No, I mean, he doesn't need the W. I mean, it depends how the feud is built because Bobby's look strong enough to where if like Bobby's with, like beating up Brock every week. I mean, Bob, Brock probably shouldn't look like a loser and then lose. So I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't really have much of a preference. Ideally, Bobby should win. Yes, because he is the fresher guy, even though he's like 45. He's around the same age as Brock Lesnar, which is hysterical. It's not wow. like he's exactly younger. Um, but still, I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's the fresher face of the two. You can build a Bobby for another championship opportunity. Hopefully not Brock. Brock been there, done that. No, thanks. Bobby at like that heel main event level challenging Cody Rhodes, ideally coming out of WrestleMania would be great. So I would have Bobby go over to kind of cement the domination of the her business. But if Brock wins at this current stage, I wouldn't be mad unless Brock's kicking Bobby's ass every week in WrestleMania. Then it's like, okay, Bobby kind of has to win. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the her business. Uh, I know they broke up a long, a, a, a while ago, which I mean, you agreed was a little premature, but you're saying signs are pointing for a reunion. Are we talking about the same incarnation of the four plus Omas, or would you talk about a different reiteration? No, that, that exact iteration is they're all shockingly still in the company, which I'm very, mm -hmm. right. I am shocked that they did not release Shelton Benjamin or Cedric Alexander. And the many waves of releases that we have gotten in recent years, the Hurt Business first broke up in almost two years ago in early 2021, March of 2021, We've right. had waves of releases in June, August, November, January, April of you know 2021 and 2022, respectively. We've even had people leave, and uh, not a lot of people, but you know some contracts have expired under Triple H, and he hasn't renewed them. So you know stuff like that has happened. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened with um you know with, with one of those two, and it didn't. So it's those two. MVP still around. He's managing Omas and. MVP has been involved with everyone involved in the former Hurt business and now the current Hurt business. And Omos will be added, which is fine because Omos on his own is awful. Um, so if you add him as like a <laughs> as a bodyguard type character for this new Hurt business, which is the same yeah. old Hurt business, that's fine with me. Um, all right. So we got next up Edge and Beth Phoenix against the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley, who will be in a, a sort of a main event match with Charlotte at WrestleMania. Who do you have, Edge and Beth or the Judgment Day? I've got the Judgment Day just because Rhea's right. challenging for the SmackDown Women's title of WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. I think the ultimate endgame of the Judgment Day Edge storyline is Edge winning at Mania. That's a case like where, you know, you don't always have to have the newer guy go over because Edge has yeah. gotten his ass kicked. I mean, at least lately by the Judgment Day. I mean, he beat Judgment Day a time or two. Last summer, he was kind of dominating that feud early on, but Judgment Day's really turned around. They're a much better group. They've won a lot more matches. Um, Finn doesn't have to win in the end. He already beat Edge at Extreme Rules. He doesn't have to win that singles rematch at WrestleMania. So Edge winning the story to kind of put that to bed would be great. Yeah. So that being said, if that's the end game, then I don't think he needs to win here. Rhea's the one challenging Charlotte at WrestleMania, so you can have Rhea pin Beth Phoenix, and that's perfectly okay. So I mm. think um, the heels have to go over here to kind of set up Balor and Edge for Mania, and to continue Rhea's momentum going into WrestleMania as well. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, who does Edge get? I, I think, you know, if we're fantasy booking this, I think Rey Mysterio and Dominic is going to have a match. Yes. Um, Rhea is going to be against Charlotte. Now, does Edge get Finn and Damian, or just Finn? Like, how does Damian fit into all of this? I mean, Damian's probably just going to be in his corner somehow. I mean, 
I love Damien, but Edge is or um Balor's the bigger star of the two. Mm-hmm. And Edge has more bad blood with him specifically because Edge already beat Damien on Raw back in August, I think, in Toronto. He's mm-hmm. never beaten Balor before one on one. Uh Balor was the one who beat him at Extreme Rules. So that's the match they need to revisit. I mean, I heard it might be inside Hell in the Cell because I think it was originally scheduled to take place behind the scenes. It was never announced on TV, but they were originally envisioning it for the Rumble, but Edge wasn't around. He was filming a Disney Plus show, um, the Percy Jackson show or whatever. So he was gone. They're doing it now. I think it makes more sense to do it Mania because if you blew this off of the Royal Rumble, what the fuck do you do with either guy at WrestleMania? So I'm glad they're sure. waiting, and I think Edge wins at Mania. That should be. Um, unlike Brock and Bobby, that should be and likely will be a Hell in a Cell match or something along those lines, especially now that we don't have a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view anymore. Oh, that's right. No more, right? I mean, uh, basically. they never, maybe, The company didn't maybe. say we're not doing it, but I mean, no, yeah. there, it hasn't been announced yet. It doesn't look like they are going to do it, which is nice. All right, so we have all right, the women's chamber match. Uh, the winner gets a Royal Women's title match at WrestleMania against Bianca, Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, and Carmella. Of the six women in there, I think it's got to be Asuka. Um, Carmella just came back. She's got some momentum right now, which is nice. But, uh, you know, she's already lost to Bianca a bunch, so you're not going to do that match. Natalia, no fucking thanks. I mean, she's not going to win. The only reason she's in the match is because they're going to be in Canada this weekend. She's Canadian, so makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you got them. You have Raquel, Liv. They're both SmackDown women, which doesn't really mean much because Rhea's a Raw yeah. girl, and she's facing for the, she's challenging for the SmackDown title, so it doesn't really matter. But, um, you know, Raquel and Bianca, eh. Liv and Bianca, eh. I mean, they're both matches are, like, new, but I don't really, I mean, it doesn't really do much. Um, I think it's those... I think that's every. Uh, who is the other person? Who's, I said uh, Oscar Liv. Liv, I yeah, I mentioned Liv. Nikki Cross. Liv. No, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross isn't fucking winning. I mean, she's just in there to be in there. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's obviously going to be Oscar as it should be. The newer version of Oscar has been great so far, like the unhinged Oscar doing the old Kana character that she used to do in Japan. Uh, I'm all for that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, her winning is great, and her and Bianca is a match we've seen before on Raw. Um, never on pay-per-view. They had a triple threat at Hell in a Cell last year that was excellent, also involving Becky. But um, I think Becky may have taken – I don't think Becky took the pin in that match. But regardless, um, you know, this is a different Asuka, and she's on a tear right now, and I would not be opposed to Asuka taking that title from Bianca at WrestleMania. And this is what it, – it'll be – if it is Asuka, it'll be the first time her and Bianca go one-on-one or uh, – They've had a couple Raw matches before. So oh, they've okay. had matches – uh, not never one on one on pay per view, but they've had a couple of raw matches, mm. and I think Bianca's beat her every time. So right, and the other men's uh, chamber match, which will be for the U.S. title, you know, normally it's for the world title or go to WrestleMania for the world title, but U.S. title elimination chamber match: Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Montez Ford, and Austin Theory, who is the defending U.S. champion. So. Little twist, you know, U.S. title um, kind of vibe for the chamber. Does Austin Theory retain or does someone walk out new U.S. champion? The funny thing with this match is that unlike the women's one, I am happy with literally anyone that wins this match because any one of these people would be fresh faces as United States champion. Maybe not exactly mm-hmm. Rollins. Rollins would be, interestingly, my lowest choice just because he was already champion. He's already had his runs. Um 
He's presumably facing Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Logan Paul eliminated him from the Royal Rumble. They planted the seeds for the match last night on Raw. They're doing that match in Mania. It doesn't need the United States Championship, so I take him out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, Damian Priest isn't winning it. I know you can add gold to the Judgment Day. He doesn't need it, so I wouldn't put the belt on him. Theory is interesting. Um, if Ford isn't winning either, I think Montez Ford can have a great showing. He doesn't need to win. I don't think he should win to this point. It might be a little too soon. So that leads that leaves three people. Theory could win. He could retain. And obviously the big match for him at Mania is him and John Cena. Now, that match would make sense with the championship on the line because the, uh, seeing his own history with that cha- with that title, with that championship. So that would make sense. The biggest difference, though, is that to me, and this is all other discussion point, but if you were to do Cena in theory for the title, to me it makes it obvious that Cena won't win because he's not going to fucking win a title, and if he does, he'll lose it the next day, which is mm-hmm. like, what's the point at that point? Um, because he's not around at all. He might not even be around on the road to WrestleMania because I think he's filming a movie right now in Australia. So he may not even be around anyway. Uh, So, I I mean, you can have Theory be champion going into Mania. I don't think he really needs it personally. So I would have him lose. That really just comes down to me between Johnny Gargano and Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed is new. He's done really well so far. I would probably put the belt on Bronson. I just don't want to see him lose in here because he's brand new. Why would you put him in the chamber just to get pinned? Because he has to get pinned here. Mm-hmm. Uh, or submitted if he's going to lose, if, if he's going to get eliminated and not win. I'm going to go, um, it's either Johnny or Bronson. Johnny just doesn't have a whole lot of momentum right now. I mean, he just came back from injury. Um, I'll I'll say, I'm going to say Gargano, because I can see them doing like a Gargano theory rematch and the Raw coming out of Elimination Chamber, and then, I don't know, Gargano winning yeah. or whatever. So Bronson is very likely. I'll go Gargano, though. And uh, really, though, any one of these people winning would be great. Some are more ideal than others, but um, I would not be vehemently opposed to any one of these people walking out of Elimination Chamber United States champion. But if you were a betting man today, you feel like Austin Theory is not walking out champion. Yeah, it's likely, but I'm going to say no, he won't. I just feel like there's no reason for him to. Because of the fact that it could be him and John Cena at Mania and it it should be the title. No, I don't think so. Trying to think. Uh, I wouldn't mind Montez. Um, I don't think Seth. Seth is going to get Logan Paul at Mania. Gargano could be interesting. Um, I haven't seen, for my eyes, enough of Bronson Reed. Damian Priest, I don't think so. so I think it's going to be Austin Theory or, or Gargano. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. I think uh, I mean, again, it could be Montez, too. It could be Montez, too. It could hey, be listen, a surprise one for Montez would be awesome, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Grant, now we get to the main event. Roman Reigns against Sami Zayn for the Undisputed Universal Championship. Uh, This has been a long time coming. Here in Canada, Sami Zayn, the hometown favorite. Um, Obviously, many fans feel like Sami Zayn should be in the world title picture at WrestleMania. But here we are, Chamber. Um, I think we have Roman Reigns winning. It's just a matter of how. Like, who gets involved? How does Sami Zayn lose clean uh interference like what do if you had the book how would you have Roman Reigns go over Sami Zayn and make Sami Zayn still look good on his path towards WrestleMania whether it be a tag match or in a fucking three-way with Cody and and, and Roman I'd have Jey Uso and get involved the only question mark with that is because I think, not I think, I know, um, that due to their DUI history, it's a problem, or it's been obviously a problem in the past. 
I think Meltzer said a couple days ago, WWE was able to work around it. They'll be there. I mean, it's Meltzer. That's not confirmed. Maybe he does think that. I, I have no fucking clue. At right. the very least, the Usos themselves don't have to be there. At least Jay Uso specifically. Because to me, and I've said this ad nauseum in recent weeks and months, the story with Sami Zayn is with Jay Uso. It's with the entire bloodline. I get that. But yeah, to me, it's with... Yeah, Roman is a big part of it, but it's really with Jay because Jay was the one who didn't trust Sami Zayn early on, found it hard to accept him, finally accepted him. Jay walked out of the Rumble, uh, teasing tension with the rest of the bloodline because of Sami Zayn, and he'll end up back in the bloodline because he's going to choose his family over his friend Sami Zayn. So I think Jay Uso portraying Sami would get monster heat in Montreal. Don't do a fucking Montreal screw job or something dumb like that, obviously. That'd be stupid. Mm. Um, True. I mean, it will be a screw job, but not in the same sense that it was with Bret Hart 25, 26 years ago. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Sami Zayn will lose here. I think Jay Uso should and will. I'll go on a limb and say will cost him the win. And then Kevin Owens will come out and make the save afterward. First appearance since the Rumble. Crowd goes fucking nuts for Owens and Zayn, Canadian hometown boys. And they go on to face and beat the Usos for the tag team titles at WrestleMania. That is the route they need to take. That is the route that makes sense. That is the most satisfying outcome. Sami Zayn getting involved in the world title picture mania does not make any fucking sense. It doesn't do him any favors. It doesn't do Cody any favors. It doesn't do Roman any favors. It's stupid. It's not Daniel Bryan a la 2014. Cody Rhodes is not Batista. He's far more over than Batista was nine years ago. So people need to stop with that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sami and Owens are as tag team champions makes the most sense. Um, no, it's, it's it's 600 days in the making. I mean, the Usos have not wow. just been champions for a month. I mean, they've been champions for almost two years now. So it's a big deal when they lose. People saying, oh, people don't care about the tag titles. It's some of the silliest shit I've ever heard. I'm not saying they're the most prestigious titles in WWE ever, but it, it's going to be a big moment when they lose. And if he's not going to beat Roman Reigns, which he shouldn't, then it makes yeah. just as much sense for Sammy to beat the Usos. So that's my two cents on it. And I think the main question comes down to the same question I asked you two weeks ago was that we know Jay is going to turn on Sammy or, you know, make Sammy lose. The thing is, from what you've been seeing on TV recently, you know, Sammy's trying to, you know, confide with Jay and get him on, on his side. And Jay is not really trying to, like, attack Sammy, more like on the side and do a little dap and everything. But now, does Jay call Sammy Zayn because Jay wanted to, have Roman lose, like really be on the side or more like this has all been a game and Jay's been on Roman's side since day one. Um, no, I think it's going to be a case where Jay genuinely opposed Roman reigns in the moment at the rumble. And then he came to his senses in his mind and thought, you know what? I got to go with family over, over this guy, Sami Zayn. I mean, Sami Zayn's, I mean, the, the bloodline will fall apart, but it's going to be because of Sami, not Jay. Um, I know Jay has history with Roman, and that's why I think the story is so great because you can kind of go a couple different ways with this. But I think in order for Jay to really, in order for Sammy and, and Jay to have the interaction at Mania, and for that to really mean something, Jay's got to be a full blown heel. It can't be like teasing a baby face turn. Like it's, you, you can't do that. So maybe you can split him away from the bloodline, Jay, that is after Mania. I wouldn't do it before Mania. So. No, I don't think it was uh, like, oh, he was in cahoots with Roman this entire time. He will be at the Rumble, I think, but not for the last couple of weeks. I think that was genuine when he was siding with Sammy and and was genuinely unsure of whether he would be a part of the group or not, his status within the Mm -hmm. program. So uh, that's how I think it's going to go down. And I think what's going to be key is the fact that, you know, like you mentioned, the Usos have been world 
tag champion for damn near two years or just maybe over two years. Yeah. And then when it comes down to that day at WrestleMania, when you have KO and Sammy go over, you know, as a fan, you want to see like, all right, how do we book these two guys going forward? And you just, you, you just beat the Usos. But then like, I don't know what other tag teams are out there that could be KO and Sami Zayn. Are, are they going to have bullshit matches? Are you, are you going to still big them up and promote them as big time stars? Or are you just, just going to go down from here? That's the interesting part. How do you book KO and Sami as champions going forward once they beat the Usos? Yeah, I know people have brought that up. Um, I would keep the belts on them for a while. I mean, they have enough. The the divisions aren't deep, so I would not. What's split. a while to you? What what's a good while? Six months, a year? Like how long you think they'll have? I mean, whenever the story it. makes sense for them to lose, I, I I just say that as in they shouldn't hold it for a fucking month and then lose it. I True. Mean, three yeah. or four months exactly. would be fine if it made sense for them to do so. There's no other teams. If there's no team, like I don't see, I don't think to myself right now. Oh, this will be the team to beat the or to beat um, Owens and Zayn. I mean, I I wouldn't put the belts right back on the Usos. I feel like that would be dumb. I mean, I don't know what heel teams there are that would make sense. Like the New Day, no. Street Profits, probably not. Um, mm-hmm. No other R- team really makes R-K, sense. bro. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I mean, then I don't know. I would have to be a heel team to really get that heat on whatever team beats, you know, Owens and Zayn, who are going to be really overcoming mm-hmm. in a mania. Um, I mean, it could be a babyface team. They don't have enough heel teams is the problem. They have the Usos, and I mean, they have a lot of heel teams on SmackDown. But, I mean, Imperium, maybe. I don't fucking know. Legato or something. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, you but know, you know I, what? You know what, Graham? You know build what? Build up a team in the meantime. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing, it eventually, I wouldn't mind seeing KO and Sammy as a heel tag team. That would be possible. I wouldn't do it remotely anytime soon, but that would be fine. Yeah. Because, I mean, they haven't had a run as two baby faces yet. So I would, yeah. you know, milk that for all that it's worth. Exactly. Like you said, I don't know what tag team or uh, tag teams are out there. They might might do some makeshift. Uh, you told me Randy Orton might be coming back soon, too, so they might do RK Bro. Imperium is out there. Uh, always the New Day are always going to be involved, but I don't think they, they, they need the belts. So uh, I think that's a very interesting question about what's going to happen going forward. They might do a couple of rematches here and there for the Usos. And after like two or three times, all right, we go in a different direction. Yeah. Um, but I think all signs point towards Sami Zayn losing at Chamber and Roman getting Cody Rhodes, which has been real interesting. I seen the Paul Heyman and Rhodes promo last week on Raw, very uh, legit, emotional, right to the heart, and everything. Trying to make the fans feel like I know I know you fans want Sami Zayn, but this Cody Rhodes program with, with Roman is will be just as good. It's a more personal connection. Uh, with the whole storyline, and I think they did a really good job of conveying that to the audience uh, there and at home. So I'm not worried about, you know, should Sammy be in it? I think it's, it should be Cody and Roman. I think Sammy's in a good spot in the tag team title match. The whole thing with The Rock, I I, I don't know if The Rock will ever get involved if, if, if it ain't this year. Maybe just not, you know, aligning properly. But if it's just Cody and Roman, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm honestly glad The Rock didn't come back. I feel like they completely <laughs> fucked up their plans. Rock and Roman sells itself, but it doesn't make sense within the context of the story they're telling right now with Cody and Sammy. I mean, imagine having Cody, Sammy, and The Rock around right now. I mean, The Rock wouldn't even be on fucking TV. I mean, he wouldn't be around to promote the match. I wanted I the mean, match. You, you could still have the match, just not for the title. I mean, it's still just as good. 
No, at, at some, some point, point down the road, time? yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm just saying, like, if it happened now, it's like, yeah, it just they wouldn't have built it properly. Probably, he would not have been on fucking TV. If he, even if they do the match at some point, he probably wouldn't be on TV to promote it. It's like that's part of the. I honestly care more about the promos between Roman and Rock than they do the fucking match. Rock's over fifty years old at this point, and his last run in the ring wasn't exactly amazing. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm kind of around for the Rock builds and not really the Rock matches anymore. Um, it doesn't even sound like we're going to get that because he's so fucking busy at this point. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're ever going to get the match. I, I mean, it's it's possible they will. They could do it next year as, a, as an attraction, not for the title, which I honestly think it makes more sense to not be for the championship because mm. we know The Rock isn't winning the fucking title. Um, maybe they do it next year. Maybe they do it at Ford Field in Detroit. I doubt it, but nor should they. I don't think it's a shithole over there, I would imagine. So um, probably just save it for WrestleMania next year, and I don't even know if that's a possibility. The Rock and Roman and and, and in Philly. Wow. Hey, listen, WrestleMania forty got to go all out. Yeah, yo, bro. Once you mentioned Rock was fifty, I double check and I say, oh shit, The Rock is fifty years old. Yeah, turning fifty one wow. in a couple months, <laughs> which isn't that old. I mean, it's like Jericho's fifty two or something, and he's still in AEW. Sting's sixty. I mean, it's fine. But see, it's but the thing is, he looks fifty plus. The Rock don't look fifty. Like, he might yeah. look in his. Mid forties, but yeah, the yeah, yeah, looked yeah. above fifty. You know what I'm it's saying? It's because The Rock missed twenty years of the last of his career. He left when he was in his early thirties, which is kind of crazy to think about. Like he missed. If he stuck around and didn't leave, he would still be around. He probably would have retired five years ago. Would have been my guess. Which is kind of crazy it's, when you think about it. Yeah, it's amazing because when you look back at it, and this is no shade to Rock and or even Austin, is the fact that. If you ask people who's your favorite of all time, The Rock and you know Cena and you know Stone Cold, it's it's amazing how they're still considered your favorites of all time, or like on the Mount Rushmore. But Stone Cold and The Rock pretty had like short stints, like short career of like a, a small window of like boom, this is my meat and potatoes five years of like yeah. being on top. But then, like you got guys like John Cena, twenty years; Randy Orton, twenty years; Edge, twenty years, and and it's like, but The Rock and Stone Cold, little five, six, seven; Hulk Hogan, fifteen plus years. Yeah, but people still gravitate to that era in uh, in 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 the nineties. Like, no matter what happens, Stone Cold and The Rock are not going away. These these are my two favorites. I don't care; they were just around for five, six, seven years. But those five, six, seven years was like the pinnacle of what the company is now. So it's, it's kind of weird. They've had short stints, but they on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I mean, it was lightning in a bottle at that time. And not only that, but you had two of the biggest stars of all time in WWE's history at the same fucking time in that five-year period that you're talking about. In addition, all the other big-time names from Triple H and The Undertaker and everyone else, Mick Foley. Yeah, I forgot um, them too, yeah. Yeah, it is, it is crazy. It does make you think. I would still consider them to be goats even if they were around today, I would imagine. But could you imagine... Steve Austin around in like the fucking PG era. Like I imagine the company still would have shifted anyway, even with the rock and stone cold around, but could you imagine working them working with Seamus and like people like that? And like Del Rio and that guy, I don't know. Maybe I don't think they would have been as hot as they were 20 years ago. I don't know if they would have been at that same level and had that same effect because they already turned like, let's say face and heel a million fucking times mm-hmm. in the nineties times that times 10 multiply that times 10 uh, for the remainder of their careers. Had they not left or retired when they did in the early two thousands. 
And it's like, okay, if Steve Austin was around five years ago, we would have seen everything from him at that point. Would he have been a part-timer? Probably. Triple H kind of had to become a part-timer because he got involved with the company. Taker had to become a part-timer because his body was fucking falling apart. Steve Austin's body probably would have been falling apart too, which is why he retired 20 years ago. The Rock, I don't really know. So it's kind of interesting to think about where they would have fallen in the pecking order. Um, over Would they have been demoted down the card? I don't know. It's kind of interesting to think about that. Imagine The Rock of Stone Cold mid-card, like kicking off Raw. I know. Or it's kind of weird. Event. <laughs> yeah. Very odd to think about. Uh, before I move on to uh, my last point, if there was – we always hear dream matches. Oh, Stone Cold was this against him, and The Rock against him. I'm I'm, I'm staying on Stone Cold and The Rock real quick. If there was one guy, because they, The Rock and Stone Cold both left in the early ruthless aggression era. Um, and then you came the PG era. You came, you know, everything else after that. If there was one guy that you feel like Stone Cold. I wish I would have. I, I wish Stone Cold would have fought this guy one on one, but it's obvious or not. And The Rock, I wish Rock had this one on one match with this guy. People after his time, who would those matches be? For The Rock, I was going to say people after his time. I would have said Shawn Michaels. I mean, that was during his time, but not really. I mean, they were around at the same time, but then yeah, Shawn retired in '98, right when Rock got hot. Um, but I heard they had like a real legit. They did, beat. yeah. And The Rock, yeah. I think, has even kind of confirmed that on Young Rock, his show. Um, he confirmed that because he wouldn't. He talked about having bad blood with one of the people backstage, and it was it was Sean, but he didn't mention it by name, which was kind of fucking weird. So yeah. I mean, it, it probably is still. I don't know if that's like still a thing today. I don't really know, but that would have made the feud even better. Though. I mean, Brett and Sean didn't like each other, so I mean, that would have made yeah. the feud great. I, I would I would say Sean Michaels because they weren't around really at the same time. Because when Rock really rose up as a main event star, Sean retired at that point. When Sean comes back in 02, Rock's pretty much gone. So we never got that match. So I would say Rock and Sean was probably the biggest match or program that we never got. Because we ended up getting Rock and Cena. Stone Cold would probably be Cena. I mean, you can say Stone Cold and Hogan. Um, again, kind of two ships passing in the night. They almost did it Mania 18. They did Rock and Hogan instead, which was great. I would say probably Cena, though. I think the Attitude Era, Sean, uh, uh, Sean Michael, Steve Austin versus the face of the PG Era, John Cena kind of writes itself. And there were, you know, I mean, Stone Cold never came back to wrestle. If he did 15 years ago, they probably would have done the match, but he never did, so they never did the match. And even honestly, they could do it today if, if Stone Cold was up for it, but it, it's, it yeah. might be too late. Um, so I would say John Cena for Stone Cold and then Shawn Michaels for The Rock because. I would say Rock for Stone Cold. I would say Cena for Stone or for Rock rather. I'm getting my names mixed up. But they ended up doing that ten years ago. So we ended up getting that. It was a massive program. It was cool. Whatever. Um, no one else really feels like they're on Rock's level aside from Roman Reigns. Like there hasn't been a match in the last fifteen years. I'd say, oh, I really wanted Rock to face this guy. I mean, we got Rock and CM Punk a couple times, which was great. Um, we got Rock and Eric Rowan, I guess. I mean, it's fucking main. That's right. Too, so that's right. Um, that would probably be it, though. And you know it's weird too. Before I let you go, um, oh, I'm sorry. And also, CM Punk and Stone Cold. I forgot about that. I was just gonna say CM yeah. Punk, CM Punk, Stone Cold, The Rock, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, John Cena. I mean, like these guys can fight anybody. Like, all right, give, give me The Rock and Randy Orton. Give me The Rock and Edge. Give me Stone Cold and 
uh, like AJ Styles or something. AJ Styles. Like, it just, you you can put them against anybody, but like, these are probably the main fantasy. Like, to me, The Rock is still mind boggling that Shawn Michaels and The Rock never went one on one. Even when, before Shawn got injured, I know that he wasn't The Rock, like, nation domination, The Rock. He was still Rocky Maivia when Shawn, um, was there and I know Sean left in March of ninety eight. So he was the rock was he, he was, was the heel though. So that he makes wasn't sense. The rock. He wasn't the rock, but he was because Rock debuted in late ninety six. He turned heel at some point in ninety seven, right? I mean by ninety eight what did what did he do it what did he do it um he was um intercontinental champion he and uh, him and Hunter were going at it till SummerSlam ninety eight. Who did he face in Mania 14, though? I forget. Who did Rock face? Ken Shamrock. Oh, right. Okay, so that entire time, the Rock was a heel. And then before Sean retired in 98, he was also a heel. So, honestly, it's not surprising at all we didn't get that match. It's not like they were, you know, top one, top two babyface heel. And it's like, okay, why didn't we do the match? I mean, it makes sense. Because then Sean gets hurt. He's out. He gets little cameos as commissioner and referee. And it was that one match when they kicked off SmackDown. It was Hunter and The Rock and Sean got involved. Yeah. 99. He he kicks The Rock. And they just never went to it. Like, never. I mean, Sean was retired at that point. Uh, and then when Sean comes back in, o, in O2, The Rock was the Rock was there. Where he, he fought Brock at, uh, at Wrestle, uh, WrestleMania. SummerSlam O2. The only time to do the match, though, I mean, I'm saying it from a... You have to be a heel and a baby face. I mean, you don't yeah. have to. They could have been two baby. You can't have a heel versus heel match. You could have done baby face versus baby face. But you have to remember, Rock, after the Brock match, Sean came back at SummerSlam 02, which was such a last minute thing. That wasn't even supposed to be a, a full on run. That was only supposed to be one off and it turned into more than that, an eight year run, actually. So Rock faces Brock, he loses. We don't see Rock again until Hollywood Rock. Now, Hollywood Rock versus Shawn Michaels would have been cool. Uh, the problem with that, though, was that that was very fucking short lived. He, that he was only around to face, I mean, you could say, oh, they didn't do it at WrestleMania 19. Yeah, because Jericho and Shawn made more sense. Um, mm-hmm. And then they did Stone Cold and Rock for a third time, which was a big match. And Rock finally got his win, so that made sense. And then he put over Goldberg at Backlash, and then he was gone too. So And then when he came back at, for WrestleMania 20, he was teaming with Mick Foley. So they yeah. just, there was never a time and a place for it, I don't think, when they were both around actively at the same time. Yeah, that's crazy. And I felt like... Uh, the Rock always got the guy that I want a Stone Cold to get. It's always weird. Like you wanted a Stone Cold Goldberg match, The Rock got it. You wanted a Stone uh, Stone Cold CM Punk, The Rock got it. Hogan you wanted you wanted the uh, uh, Stone Cold Hogan match, The Rock got it. And I'm like, damn, seen it too. Yeah, <laughs> John, what's up? <laughs> Stone Cold can get can get a fucking match. Uh, well, I mean, he could have, but the problem is Stone Cold just didn't want to come back. I mean, the the, the WrestleMania 18 match with Hogan was like, okay. I guess Stone Cold didn't want to lose or whatever the case would have been. I mean, Rock won, so I don't remember what yeah. the problem was. But it fell through. I mean, in hindsight, I, that, that's still a top fucking five, It is. So that's fine. But I mean, yeah, I mean so. and, and all the matches you mentioned were all great, too. I mean, yeah. we, we definitely, absolutely, a thousand percent would have gotten Punk in Austin if Austin wanted to come back in 2013. But he just didn't want to. He didn't want to. I mean, that's that's his choice. I don't blame anyone else for that but him. Mm. Um, that's about it. We would have gotten Cena and Punk. We would have gotten Punk and Cena. We would have gotten... The Goldberg match, we probably would have. I mean, the thing is with Goldberg, again, two ships passing in the night. Um, Brock, too. We also got, we never got Brock and Stone Cold. We got Rock and Brock, though, at SummerSlam 02. Um, yeah. 
the thing with Goldberg was that he came in the day after Stone Cold retired. So again, they couldn't have never they couldn't have done that unless Austin came back on the ring. And again, he didn't want to. So it is what it yep. is. Timing, man. Timing is all about impeccable. timing. Yeah. All timing. Uh I want to get to WrestleMania uh, fantasy booking, but I'm going to do that next week once we know the the, the fallout from the chamber, uh, which should be a very cool, interesting event uh, Saturday. I think it's on Saturday, right? Chamber's on Saturday, yep. Saturday. Um, should be should be, should be be fun, man. I think it's going to be pretty much academic of who goes, ex- probably except for the, for, the, for the U.S. chamber match, but I think everything is going to uh, all signs point towards a having the initial winners, but um, looking forward to it. WrestleMania season is officially here. Uh, you can find Graham Matthews on Twitter at WrestleRant. Great work for both Bleacher Report and Fansided Daily DDT. You find myself on IG and Twitter, Randy J. Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z. You find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on TikTok at 2 out of 3 Falls Pod. We greatly appreciate your love and support. Go ahead, download, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Graham Matthews, uh, anything new in the works for Bleacher? Fan sighted? What you got? What you got? Just a couple days ago, I actually, when I was at the Rumble, I interviewed him, but the, the interview went up a couple days ago on in article form on Bleacher Report and in video form as well. But I talked to Dominic Mysterio, really? um, the ex-condom in character. We did a kayfabe interview. Out of he, was, prison. he was just out of, fresh out of prison. <laughs> uh, just broke out of bars. Kids never seen Shawshank Redemption, which is shocking to me. If as an ex-con, don't understand that. But we talked all about that, among other things. He was awesome. So that went up a couple days ago. People could check that out before Elimination Chamber coming up this weekend. How, how much taller is Dominic more than you, Graham? Uh, he wasn't. I'm trying to think. Was he that tall? I have a picture on my phone. Um, I don't think he wasn't that much taller. Height. Theory is actually shockingly taller than you would think. He was significantly yeah. taller than me. I'm only like mm-hmm. five ten, five eleven. So let me see. I'm trying to find the picture of me with Dominic. I'm trying to say Austin Theory is my height. I mean, I'm he's over 10. six feet for sure. You wouldn't you wouldn't think so, but he is. Mm-hmm. He's a tall fucking. He's a tall fucking guy. <laughs> Chad Gable was. I met him. He was tall. He was smaller than me. Right. Uh, <laughs> I have the picture here with Dom. We're about the same height. He's he's probably, if only anything, a little bit taller. He looks taller because he has a beanie on, like his mm. uh, his XCOM Dom right. beanie on, and it makes him look a lot taller than he actually. Just a couple inches, but he's probably at he's probably same height as me, if not like an inch or two taller. So he might mm-hmm. be six feet, but he's not like drastically taller like some of these other guys. Like Theory's definitely <laughs> taller. Bobby's a big motherfucker. Damian Priest is massive. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, most of the other people, though, like Montez Ford, honestly, shockingly really tall. Really, really tall. Him and Dawkins are two big guys. Not like big, big, but like very tall, big. So, so it's, real quick, last question. Is there like one guy they, they had they had told you, hey, man, you got to interview this guy. And you feel like, damn, if I stand next to him, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, like kind of like intimidated. It's probably like <laughs> Brock Lesnar, right? You know? <laughs> Well, Brock Lesnar would like fucking Brock. murder me because he's just he just doesn't give a fuck about anyone as far as that sort of stuff goes. I don't that that'll never happen. But you know, everyone I've ever talked to for the most part has been really really cool. Um, I would say as far as like size wise, I, I also talked to him over the Rumble as well. The nicest guy, but dude, Omas is fucking massive. You know he's a big guy, but you don't like understand how big he is mm-hmm. until like my head was literally probably up to his stomach. Like he is so big. Um, that's crazy. Super tall. Met him a couple times, but yeah, he's just a big, big motherfucker. 
Mm. Let's put it that way. He's a massive guy. Very, very nice. Very nice. I wasn't intimidated. Right. I'm just like, holy fucking shit. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Graham Matthews, Wrestle Rant again. Bleacher Report, fan sided Daily DDT, my man. Always appreciated. Go ahead. Enjoy the chamber. I know we'll rock out for WrestleMania season. Yep. Looking forward to it, brother. Thanks for having me on as always. I appreciate it. All right, man. All right, man. Take it easy. Take care. All right.